Coming to you live from backstage at Freight Alley. You are listening to Wide the Right on. Thank you, trucker. Welcome right to Monday. Welcome the face to Monday. mask on. Bandanas. Yeah, man. Look at you with the bandana. How American do you think it looks to the rest of the world to see a, a bunch of us walking around looking like looking like cowboys? Yeah, there's a lot of people in Europe going, see, I told you. And that's what they do. <laughs> exactly and, right. and they're kind of not wrong, right? Like, no. a ton of Americans do have a bandana lying around oh, yeah. their house. Oh, yeah, absolutely they do. <laughs> absolutely they do. I had to pillage some for my dog. But now you're using it, you know, usually on your face you're up to some, you know, nefarious activities or something. Yes, but. yeah. <laughs> you're about to rob the store. Like, yeah, now you're just going into it to exactly. buy some milk. Well, or maybe steal some toilet paper or something, I guess. I don't know. So there's a lot of but pollen. Yeah. There's a lot of pollen out here yeah, in, there in is. Chattanooga, Tennessee. You're darn like right there is. Yeah. 800 species of plants and trees or whatever. Yeah. It, we, we've got the, you know, when it rains, you got the, the yellow foam on the, in the, in the, on the sidewalks and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Everything so turns green as like Craig, every other day. As Craig Fuller pointed out, then uh, there's another, there's an auxiliary benefit of this where, you know, for the pollen. <laughs> and you need it. You need it because it, it is rough down here. That is for sure. That is for sure. Things are getting scary, too. Yeah, Things they are, are getting scary. A little strange. We have a, we have the more serious episode tomorrow, which is at noon, right? The coronavirus freight market yeah. update. But today we're going to focus maybe a little bit more on the positive, what people are doing to help in situations like these uh, instead of the bad. This episode is called Thank a Trucker. And I and I tell you what, we do need to thank truckers, and I, we need to hear some positive because man, I sure can hear it. I, I you know I need. I had um I had Logan Miller back on on the weekend on Freight Waves Radio and Sirius okay. XM's Road Dog Trucking, and he was talking about Kenna, who's the girl in North Carolina, who's also been give, making sandwiches for kids, and he's giving $500 to help support her. So he's double paying it forward. Awesome. Is she providing crusts on her sandwiches? He did. And it was great, though. Like, it was great to be live again on radio because a lot of truckers were calling in. Uh, We had the switchboard was full the entire show. Yeah, nice. Super excited to hear kids are acknowledging and uh, wanting to thank truckers. But let's thank our... Yeah, everybody there, bud. Let's thank our sponsor, right? Yeah, let's pay a bill here, right? This episode is brought to you by Triumph Pay. Triumph Pay is a leading carrier payment platform in transportation. With over 50,000 carriers paid, Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency, and cash flow for brokers and shippers visit tell them michael triumphpay.com to learn more triumphpay.com now let's get to the headlines yeah here it is outpouring of appreciation for truckers during crisis may spur lasting change can i get a hell yeah hell yeah amen and hopefully it does Alan Adler Adler reports the outpouring of appreciation for truck drivers during the coronavirus pandemic runs from President Donald Trump's Twitter account to the free roadside lunches and uh, thank you poster scrawled in crayon by young children giving out Mm -hmm. those uncrustable sandwiches. Right. What Ken uh, Ken are doing, what um, Logan Miller are doing, all those kids. The uh, the homage grows daily at the hashtag thank a trucker on Facebook and Twitter. But will the good feelings remain or fade into memory when this health crisis passes, will we all forget, Michael? Yeah, right. <laughs> Rebecca Brewster, president of American Transportation uh, Research Institute, told Freight Waves that it may. A lot will depend on how long this continues. Those of us in the industry are so gratified to see young kids holding up signs thanking uh, truck drivers. As we see more of that and it gets into our collective understanding, it will be cemented into our memories. 
Uh, such adulation is rare during disasters like tornadoes or hurricanes when grocery shelves are empty but are quickly restocked because of the focus on a single town or region. Temporary disruptions are quickly forgotten, uh, especially when property and uh, other losses take priority. I tend to think that uh, the, her uh, statement that it may, I think it will. Yeah. Because it's affecting everybody all at once, and it's life or death, and it, it, it's touching everybody's lives. And I think people now are really realizing that, you know, when something happens in one area, mm-hmm. the rest of us go, oh, man, that is awesome, and truckers are awesome. But it didn't affect our lives, so we tend to forget. And you know what I'm noticing? This didn't give out a LinkedIn notification to people out there. So if you're following on social media, happy to have Tyler Harden just says, hey, gents, hey, everybody out there for coming on. I don't know what's up with LinkedIn. It's very buggy, right? Like yeah. the, uh, this LinkedIn Live, it doesn't always notify everybody. So if you are joining us, just share it out there. Let people know that we're live at this new time, noon. We'd really appreciate it. Get this information out, especially on this show today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also a time for carriers to show drivers how important they are. Tim Hines, co-founder and CEO of Stay Metrics, a trucking consulting firm that tracks driver retention. Hudson-based uh, Illinois Services Inc. allows drivers concerned about contracting the coronavirus to stay home. Only eight of his 410 drivers are doing so, said their CEO, Brent Nasenbaum. Goodwill is welling up in many ways across the industry. PTI is donating half its profits in April, a minimum of 100000 to coronavirus-related causes. That is really good stuff. It's really good stuff, right? Uh, you know, Will this bring in a new round of truckers to the industry? I don't know. I don't know. It's bringing awareness. It, it certainly is. Only about 40% of the freight that typically cross, uh, crisscrosses the United States is moving. As stay-at-home orders and shuttering of businesses you know, deem non-essential generate financial losses, which each day of the pandemic, as it keeps going by, right? We have more and more financial losses. When the economy recovers, though, some jobs in small businesses, such as restaurants and coffee shops, may not be part of that right off the bat, right? They're going to struggle. Yes. They could struggle a little bit, right? But one thing positive that people remember is that there are a lot of trucking jobs out there, Nussbaum said. People are going to come away with a new perspective. We should send a message that this is a stable industry and a necessary and vital industry, right? Of course. It affects everybody. So stay tuned to Freightways TV and Freightcast, uh, Freightcast as we continue to highlight the good that companies are doing through, uh, throughout the crisis because they're course. doing a, great, a lot of great stuff. Hey, here's some big news. Here's something that we're doing with truckstop.com, Freightwaves and truckstop.com, partner to provide relief to trucking providers during COVID-19. Truckstop.com, get this. Truckstop.com clients will have free access to FreightWave Sonar's freight market intelligence and forecasting platform for one entire full month. Any current client of Truckstop.com will receive this free access to the platform to use in their response and recovery efforts. The combination of Sonar and Truckstop's platform will help transportation providers more efficiently weather the disruptions in the freight market. Yeah, it's really good news. I, I was really excited to see this. You know, the logistics industry is the always responders, dude, yeah. right? Assisting every part of society in preparations during the onset of a crisis, like a hurricane, what have you, delivering the goods during the crisis and helping to rebuild and restock after everyone else has long departed, right? We're, they're still there. The trucking industry is there. They're first ones in the line of fire, and they keep going through the fire, and then afterwards they're there to help. So logistics pre- uh, professionals will sacrifice time with their family and even put themselves in harm way, as we were just talking about, to ensure that the people have access to necessary resources for survival and comfort. And obviously, this is going to give you some great insights. Yeah, and we've all heard about these disruptions that are impacting global manufacturing, borders closing between nations, and consumers stocking up and 
preparation for massive shortages. Historical models are breaking down. Sonar was built just for this purpose to help supply chain professionals get access to that actionable data and intelligence when the situation on the ground is fluid and changing rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in normal times, Sonar helps companies benchmark their performance, right? You can benchmark your performance against the market and competitive cohorts, and you can analyze your global freight activity, different markets. In times of crisis, Sonar is built to help frontline logistics and supply chain professionals monitor and forecast what is happening uh, and is likely to happen in real-time basis, right? What is happening right now? There are certain shippers that are experiencing massive surges, particularly in grocery, healthcare, consumer packaged goods, and, and industries are shifting, yes. right? I mean, they're changing, you know, General Motors is building uh, equipment, 3M's building masks, et cetera, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, Big shippers in other industries, particularly in retail, manufacturing, energy, and construction are completely shut down, but others are changing. And you mentioned stay abreast of FreightWaves TV. Well, good news, there is a FreightWaves TV widget right within Sonar, so you can get all your late-breaking news and freight-breaking news on this COVID-19 and how it's impacting transportation. And you know what? On radio over the weekend, why I was so excited to go back live was to just hear people's reaction, especially after the freight cliff. We called Monday's episode the freight cliff, and I posted it to some message boards, and I got like the laugh emoji because they because all these truckers were seeing the great rates from last week, and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, what very, are you talking about, freight cliff? By Wednesday, that had shown up in the rates that people oh, were oh, getting. Yeah, absolutely. And over the week, they're calling up, and they're like, man, rates are down 30, 40, 60 percent. Truckstop.com, Sonar in collaboration, use them both, use them in concert together, and you can move your freight in this shifting supply chain. Completely different type of goods are moving. Be reactive, right? And be yeah, proactive. Absolutely. And to add a little bit of more color to that and detail to that, Dooner, is you see, we, we talk about the general trend in the United States, up and into freight cliff, and everybody's calling, oh, no, there are still markets that are up, and they're changing. Yes. And there's plenty of disruption that is out there from both sides, whether you're a, a carrier or all three, I should say, a shipper, a carrier or an intermediary. Right. There are markets now where shippers, even though things are coming down, you would think shippers can just find trucks anywhere. Sure. Not true. Not true. Fifty one markets went up in outbound tender rejections. Yes. So if you're a, if you're a shipper, those you got to be on top of it on a daily basis. And with Sonar, you can do that because things are changing. Yes. Overall coming down. But there are plenty of hurdles out there to, come, to overcome if you're a shipper and plenty of opportunities to move freight if you're a carrier or a broker. How about we talk to the CEO of Emerge, Mr. Michael Lito? Let's dial him up and get him on the phone. Great idea. Yes, let's have him on here. Let's talk. We, we had one negative story we were almost going to do, but let's skip it. We don't have time. Yeah, let's, yeah. All right. Michael. Hey, Michael. Five, You're two, talking two, to uh, Dooner and the Dude on What the Truck. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Hey, Michael. Of course. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hey, Michael. How are you, uh, how are you and your team holding up during all this? Well, you know, we've got uh, quite, quite well. We've got a work-from-home policy. We've got everybody, uh, you know, logged in. Lots of Zoom. A lot of Slack. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just uh, trying to hold everything together. You know, it's been been great to see just um uh you know our team uh, just rallying around the uh the situation and and trying to come through for our shippers so it's been it's been interesting it's uh it's it's been uh it's been a it's been a good process let's let's say yeah i mean as bad as the situation is it's been exciting to see how some companies have reacted especially the ones who are reacting in very positive ways it's the one sort of bright spot and silver lining of all of this. We know you wanted to touch on market dis- disruption, including spot demand. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your perspective on that? 
Yeah, I mean, we saw we're seeing a big slowdown as far as Asian manufacturing, and that's starting to pick up. So, you know, the outbound California markets have been have been hit pretty hard. Uh, you know, and then you've got kind of two stories going on as far as shippers are concerned. You've got, you know, the, the high demand products like the, the bottled water and the toilet paper and the grocers. Uh, you know, their business is up, you know, 10, 15, upwards of, of 50 to 60 percent. Uh, and then you have some of your some of our small and mid sized shippers that are kind of closed down and, and have zero volume going out. Um, you know, then you take capacity and, and there's a lot of drivers that are that are at home and taking care of their families or, or trying to stay you know, self-quarantine type situations. Um, so you're starting to see capacity decrease. Volumes are increasing in, in places that are a, a little less expected than what uh, what people forecast. That and then the economy shutting down for a month. It's just it's going to be very interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out as uh, as we as we move on. It's uh, it's definitely something that uh, is, is a challenge for uh, shippers and carriers alike. Yeah. Uh- I couldn't agree more, Michael. It sounds like you're seeing the same things that we're really looking at. It's things are fragmenting and, and routes are regular and looking at historical trends, et cetera. It just it's out the window. You got to know what's going on now, right? Oh, it's, it's crazy. And, and yeah, so, you know, seeing that type of, you know, the capacity decreasing, you're seeing shifts in, you know, the migration of capacity across the country. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, and then I, I'm reading FreightWaves articles about, um you know, the tender rejections and, and, you know, for, from a contract standpoint, that's up 10, 15%. So, you know, a lot of that business is then moving to spot and, uh, you know, that's really, uh, that's really where, where we come into play is, is in that spot market and, and procuring of capacity. So it's, uh, it's been interesting to see, uh, you know, some of, some of these shippers out there that are just, you know, faltering and, and don't know what to do. They, they, they need capacity and they need it now. And then, you know, there's some companies that are just shut down. So it's, it's uh, kind of two different stories going on. Yeah, Michael, we're talking about this thank a trucker trend and lasting changes that may go through the supply chain. We're all getting a lesson. Everybody, if you've never been involved in supply chain, you're getting a lesson in sourcing and supply chain through your own groceries, through your own food, through the way you're managing things. What kind of lasting changes do you think we'll see from this? Well, I mean, you, you definitely you, you definitely build an appreciation for the uh, for the drivers out there. I mean, you know, you got you got medical the medical community, which is really stepping up in this point. You know, you got to hand it to the grocers and the the people that are that are continually feeding us and, and supplying us with the toilet paper. But you know, truck drivers and, and just seeing the truck drivers still moving across this country from place to place. I mean. You know, there's a pandemic going on. You know, everybody's a little a little on edge as far as uh, as far as the virus is concerned. And you see these truck drivers that are uh, continually keeping these stores, uh, you know, stocked up. And that's you know, there's a great appreciation for that. And I see I see a lot of it. You know, on uh, you know just watching the various news channels. Um, you know, there's definitely thanks for the the medical workers and the grocers and 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 things of that nature. But you know, there's a lot of love going out for the truck drivers too, which is great to see. Just to to see this country kind of rallying around the uh, the drivers and what they do for us every single day. Yeah. So to so to add to that, the question we asked before: Do you think this uh, this lasts? Do you think the the appreciation for the for the truck driver uh, uh, moves forward, or or do we go back into you know putting our heads in the sand and, and yelling at them every time they pass us on the highway? <laughs> well, you know, I I hope so. It, it seems that with these types of situations, the uh, the love kind of wears off at, at some point, but you know, we've never seen, this is pretty unprecedented, uh, you know, what's going on right now. So, you know, the new normal coming out of this, we're, we're hoping that, uh, you know, it's something that, 
maybe these drivers can get a little bit more love and appreciation moving forward. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. What is Michael? What's some of the, ad- the advice and, and best practices you'd be giving to uh, carriers right now who are trying to navigate this situation? Well, right now, I mean, you, you have to be, if you're a small trucking company, uh, you know, under 500 employees, you have to be looking at that CARES Act and the, the SBA loans that, uh, that are being put out by the government. Um, you know, it's something where, you know, if you have less than 500 employees and your business has been impacted, um, you know, it could be the difference between laying off uh, a bunch of your people uh, or actually getting some money from the government to help you keep those individuals on on board. So, you know, that's uh, that's really the, the first thing that that uh, I'd look at as, as a small trucking company is just to make sure that you're digging into and and, um, you know, taking advantage of the resources that are in front of you. Uh, other than that, you know, it's uh, uh you uh, you really just have to look at the ability to be able to you know navigate through the time and kind of you know change the way that you do things and you know technology is a good way to do that and um, you know sometimes just uh, doing things the way that it was done before is just not the way that the company can move forward so you know there's a lot of technology out there to help these trucking companies in you know gaining capacity um you know and just keeping their trucks moving so you know looking into that and 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 is is really just the key in my opinion i guess my my last uh question here would be that optimization is something we, we've talked about using technology to optimize but in some ways especially during a black swan event it, it bit us in the ass so do you think that this changes the way that supply chains optimize yeah, you know, I think that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's obviously from a technological standpoint, you know, there's got to be some consolidation that goes on and some synergies that go on between some of these platforms in order to really take advantage of the, uh, of the benefits of it. And, and that's probably something that the industry just hasn't done. We're, we're, we're a big industry and, uh, you know, we're, we've, we've done this for a long time and, and things haven't really changed a lot over the last, you know, 50 years that we've been doing this. So, you know, it's going to take some time for these technologies to, you know, take flight and to, you know, really communicate with each other in order to drive those types of efficiencies. So, you know, we got to just trust the process, keep uh, keep our heads down and just keep plowing away at it. Good stuff. Hey, yeah. I, yeah. How do people learn more? There you go. What's that? How do people learn more about what you do there, Michael? Oh yeah, they can come. They can come uh, view, view us at our website, uh, the emergemarketplace.com, emergemarket.com, and uh, you know they can they can come check out and see exactly what we do. It's uh, you know it's it's just procurement from a truckload standpoint across the board, and uh, you know it's it's for it's for carriers, it's for brokers, it's for shippers, and we're just really trying to build a uh, an environment for everybody to uh, to be able to communicate with each other in a more efficient way. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. All Stay right. healthy, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Take yeah. Take care. Wow. Yeah, so, it's, it's interesting. His 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 take was was towards uh, you know uh, how do we how, what comes out of this or how do we make things better and it was the collaboration piece of the logistics of the supply chain, right? Yeah. The visibility and the transparency, which I think is is really key because there's a lot of talk about the should we be building warehouses for the what ifs. I mean, and, and stockpiles and all those things, right? Yeah, and that that gets a little expensive, and it does. Who knows? I mean, I mean I, what do you? How? I, I don't know. It's sort of know. the sustainability and optimization are sort of things that are at odds with events like this. Yeah, they're completely at odds. So, yeah, if we can, I think the the biggest thing to do is exactly what he was talking about, and what others have been talking about is 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 the uh, 
the transparency and the collaboration and the efficiency and the efficient use of our assets that we have in the supply chain to be able to react, react to this type of stuff. And if you just apply correct efficiencies to uh, capacity utilization and getting capacity to where it should be, it would help so much in, in the situation we're in right now. But yeah. just overall for green initiatives uh, you know, and the environment, inefficiency and trucks idling and capacity moving empty and so on and so forth, if we could fix some of those problems, yeah. you'd have a tremendous impact anyways, right? Sure. I mean, COVID-19 itself is having a tremendous impact. And ancillary benefit, the only real benefit of it is what it's doing, I guess, for pollution, right? If you look yeah. globally on what's happened yeah. to factory output and CO2 output, it's amazing what's happened. <laughs> it really is. Maybe we should figure out a way we shut down for a month or two every year. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, it was, you're right. We're going to have to rethink a lot. Well, let's yeah. talking about rethinking. People have to rethink events, virtual events. We, we can't gather anymore. Um, so let's call Haley at Triumph Pitch. She's the Haley Evans. She's a VP of sales over there. Let's talk to her and yeah. see what's on her mind about um, what they're seeing from, from both views, from what they're going to be doing with their virtual conference and what they're seeing in respect to COVID-19 from, the, uh, from a payment platform like theirs. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'd like to to hear what's going on in the payments industry because you know you can you can glean a lot of what's going on in the uh, in the industry from that. Of course. Hey, Haley, what's up? This is uh, Dooner and the Dude with What the Truck. Hey, how are you? We're great. How are you? How are you holding up? How are you and your team? I imagine a lot of, of try and pay also remote, like most of uh, America and the world. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, we're spread out all over Dallas, um, and we've had some. We have some team members who were remote previously, so we have team members in California, Nashville. They're pretty used to it, and they've been really helpful with giving us their work-from-home tips, so that's really helped our transition. What, what was one of those tips? Have a schedule, actually. Have a schedule, which was really helpful for me. You know, it's, uh, you want to just roll out of bed and start working, but really having that transition um, that you're used to having, you know, getting up, taking a shower, having breakfast, and then you usually get on the road and drive to work. Well, just making sure you build in that additional time to switch from your home life to your work life really gets you prepared for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Good tip. Change from your sleeping pajamas to your work pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You still get at home, right? <laughs> you got to get the yeah, good tops. I mean, exactly. One of my friends, uh, one of my friends at work said to all you people wearing jeans at home, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Or, uh, or like, or slacks, you know, putting the dockers on. So you guys, yeah. uh, speaking of getting dressed up events, people love getting ev- going to events. We were actually supposed to see you guys at, at TIA, I believe it was. Um, coming up, when was that? Like the... That should have been going on right around now, right? Yeah, that should have been. It it was supposed to be the fourth. It was supposed to be. So you have a virtual conference coming up, though, in April. So you're taking on the challenge like we are with Freight Waves Live at home. You're doing a virtual event. A lot of people are doing it. What's your approach to it? Yeah, so we had a really successful uh, webinar with you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of people found that information really valuable. And then as soon as COVID hit, and all of these conferences got canceled. We were like, we still want to provide that great information that a lot of people aren't going to be getting from these conferences that are canceled. So we have an upcoming event on April 23rd. There will be three segments um, partnering with you guys on one of them, DAP as well. And then we're also going to have our chief lending officer there to talk about the SBA loans and how companies can take advantage of these programs. So it's really just an online forum to easily provide information to people on what's going on in the freight industry and then how financially we can help them. 
Awesome. So what are you guys seeing in the, in, uh, right now during the COVID-19 crisis? What's, what's going on with your business? Yeah, we have heard that a lot of shippers have pushed their days to pay out. So we're working with our different brokers. Hey, how can we help you? How can we really serve carriers and serve brokers um, so the carriers get paid quickly and efficiently? But as shippers push their days out, how are brokers managing their cash flow? And how are we going to help them get through this? So we've, we reached out to all of our brokers to see what else they're seeing and how we can help them. But that's really just been our focus is to keep money moving and making sure that we can all get through this together, essentially. Hey, in a low margin business like trucking, I mean, this is a, this is a, it's a tough operating environment on a good day. On a bad day like this, it can be even worse in terms of getting, uh, getting credit, getting cash flow, getting funding, getting all of those things. Do you have any insight into that? What are, what are you seeing? Are, are, are carriers struggling pretty hard at the moment? Um, give us some insight. Yeah, so I think that carriers are, from what we're seeing, carriers are mostly okay right now. We are seeing an increase in quick pay adoption. So as this kind of continues to go on, we're seeing more carriers who um, who are going to take that quick pay, going to take those um, those um, those quick pay terms. Um, and then as we head towards, you know, what everyone is talking about that that freight cliff, um, I think people are getting really anticipating that. Um, so it's a little scary for for both sides. So I think that's why we're starting to see the quick pay adoption as people anticipate that. So you're uh, over the past week, has, have you seen your business kind of dip as we're seeing volume start to dip in the in the United States? Or are you not seeing that that level yet on your end? Yeah, we are starting to see like overall volume start to dip. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Helen, in terms of your conference, let's circle back to that for a minute here. When is that and what should people expect? How do they register all those great things? Yeah, so it's going to be on April 23rd at 1 p.m. Central. We'll have three different segments at 1, 2, and 3. And then they can go. Um, we're going to be sending out a link soon um, to all people, to all our contacts we have, essentially. And then we'll also post them on LinkedIn. So if you go to our LinkedIn page, you'll see our registration link there. We would love for you to join us live if you can't then we will absolutely send out all of the recordings for that. And we're also going to be doing swag, which we're really excited about. There's this company that we've partnered with called Swag Up that um, if you want to give us your mailing address, we would love to send you something. So you typically get swag at conferences. So we thought this was a cool way that we could still, you know, incorporate that and send people stuff. Yeah. Any idea what might, what someone might find in those bags? Yeah, we're going to be sending pens, um, pencils. We're also kind of playing with a coffee mug to help people, you know, like I said, that nice. transition. Why not today with the try and pay coffee mug? <laughs> so those are the kind of things we're looking at. Very cool. I thought you were going to tell us it was virtual swag, which I was really interested <laughs> What would, what was going to be the virtual no. swag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no virtual swag. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have yeah. those apps where you take your picture and you can like put, you know, like sunglasses yeah. on or something, maybe yeah. a Try and Pay hat or, like or something. Like a Fortnite outfit for yeah. your avatar or something. <laughs> right, you know, right. Kids pay a lot of money for those they things. They certainly do. It's not a bad idea. Haley, you might want to take that one. Yeah. You, oh, that's free advice. I love it. There we you go. You up on that. See, we, we service everybody here. Hey, Haley, before we let you go, what have you learned so far uh, while in quarantine, either about yourself or about business or about your team? Uh, let's see. Um, I have learned really the resilience of people. It's almost like I work with a really great team. Everyone is fully engaged and you, you lay out this plan for your year, right? Like everyone laid out a strategic, strategic plan for 2020 
And it's almost like you got to turn. You're taking like a hard left. Okay, I thought this is what this year was going to look like, and it's not, but we're all moving together in a new direction. What stays the same, what changes, and let's just keep going. So I think that's been amazing to see. And then also how people in this industry have really rallied around together to provide resources. I mean, you see it all the time in these emails that you're getting and these articles um, that I feel that people are trying to share. How can we really help the industry and make everyone moving together? So I think just sharing collective resources has been really cool. Hell yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much, Haley Evans. Great. Go to triumphpay.com, check out their virtual conference, get those swags, get those coffee mugs, and make a schedule. Immediately <laughs> after the show. Yes. Go to triumphpay.com. Everyone. Yes. Do everything immediately. I'm someone with ADD. I have to do, if something, I have, if I want something done, I got to do it when I'm like notified or else it just goes back into the, yeah. it's gone. It's <laughs> That's gone. exactly right. Well, I write it in my journal and then yes. I forget to read my journal. So, well, Helly, thank you so much and, and God bless. Stay safe and hope you and the team stay healthy over there. Thank you guys so much. It's great being on. Take care. Another, another, another business leader talking about that unity, right? Yeah. That shared experience of everybody being hit with this coronavirus and it, it, even if the physicality of it hasn't hit everybody the the mentality of it has right because you now you have to be preventative and you have to be proactive and you have to hole up and and get out of harm's way and get your family out of harm's way and all those different things you really do and, and when it affects you personally then you really have that empathy and you can really understand what other people are going through as well and that's what's creating that unity and people bonding together it's not a single location that happened when we do have the country come together and we have in the past yeah yeah. But when it affects everybody, it's really, really uh, amazing to see everybody coming together and, and as, working hard. As great as digital, like as great as digital and technology and all those stuff, things are, they've they kind of segment that that unity, right? They put us all in these pockets and all these different bubbles, and we can get whatever information we want. Everyone's watching different shows, but then coronavirus hits, and we're all facing the same struggle, and we're all watching the Tiger King together. <laughs> Is that what we're watching together? <laughs> Have you turned it, it on yet? Like, Have you watched the Tiger I've King? I watched yet? the one, the first episode. I haven't gotten to the next one yet. I've been extremely busy around the house. By once you get to three, you'll down. just you'll just keep uh, Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> I wonder where honey, honey Do List. All right, let's call JT <laughs> Peters. He's the CEO of Truck Driver Power. All right. Hey, is this JT Peters? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Hey, this is Dooner and the Dude with What the Truck. How you doing, JT? Dooner, the Dude. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> wow, awesome. I got glad I to got, have you on the I, show. You're caller number nineteen. I got a Dooner like uh, like how Daniel Stanton, Mister Supply Chain, says it. Uh, I'll give you a little cowbell though. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, how you guys holding up in this crisis? Uh, we're we're doing good. All, all things considered, I mean Tennessee has kind of been a little bit insulated, but. You know, Georgia, maybe not acting the smartest, right? And we're, we're yeah. neighbors with them. They're opening their beaches up and sending their people our way. And I think it's only a, I don't know, the whole country's being hit pretty hard. But personally, I think that the, the, the tone and the mood around freight waves is, um, is one like everywhere else. It's one of unity, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, this, is a, this is a situation where you've got a lot of different tales. There's a lot of people who are working really hard and a lot of people who are, like you kind of were just talking about a few minutes ago, kind of sitting on the couch and watching the Tiger King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you here at Freightways, everybody's taking it very, very seriously yeah. and, and taking and we've got this 
this this pact uh, uh, with the people who are coming in, the essential people, to make sure that we stay safe because we got to keep this going. We got to keep the information coming out to the people, the the data through the sonar platform and the information through Freightways.com and 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 Freightways TV is is essential to keep everybody abreast of what is going on. So we take it very very seriously, and we're we're hoping that it's making a good impact, uh, impact out there. And we help people navigate with information. You're helping them navigate with a mobile app to tens of thousands of CDL drivers. Tell us a little bit about what's up with that. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, and, and I'll just also echo what you were just talking about there, the dude. Uh, I, I get your newsletter. I think the Freightways newsletter has been fantastic, and it's been providing a lot of really great, you know, up-to-date information. So if people aren't subscribing to that, I would encourage them to, for sure. Thank you for that. Yeah, so uh, what I'm doing, I'm the CEO of Truck Driver Power, also known as TDP. So what we're providing truckers is free truck safe navigation. So you enter kind of the height and weight of your truck and it'll route you around low clearance bridges. If you've got a hazmat load, it won't send you through tunnels, that kind of thing. Uh, it also has a lot of the new kind of like integration uh, with AccuWeather. So we provide kind of intelligent weather forecasts. You know, if you think about like where the, uh, the seasons are changing, we're starting to head kind of closer to tornado season. And so kind of when you hit the road before you get driving somewhere with some essential goods, you might want to know if there's going to be a tornado in your path or not. It won't tell you that kind of on a, on a regular weather map. But if you enter your destination in our app, we'll not only tell you how to get there safely with turn-by-turn navigation, but we'll tell you if there's severe weather alerts along the route that maybe you'd want to dodge, you know, or uh, pull over and wait out. That's awesome. So you you go in and you put in the, the specs of the of of your load and 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 your unit, your power unit, your capacity that you're hauling, and your route, and it kind of gives you a, a full scale uh, origin to destination. What's going on? Where's your risks? Where are your hurdles? That type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's a feature in there called Beacon. So if you wanted to broadcast your live location to friends and family, you can do that. If they want to know that you're safe and where you're headed, you can send that. If you're a smaller, you know, fleet, you can kind of use that as a, as a, you know, free telematics offering. Hey, you created a podcast with a PhD epidemiologist, if I'm not mistaken, that speaks directly to how OTR drivers can manage their health during this crisis. Why'd you start that and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I know that uh, truckers have a very distinct and different life than most Americans. And uh, I also knew from, you know, the work that we do, talking with drivers every day, that there are loves truck stops that are kind of having toilet paper ripped off the walls and hand sanitizer ripped off the walls. And so, you know, I wanted to do something that could um, offer drivers a really specific kind of approach to how to keep themselves healthy and safe during this crisis. So I found uh, Dr. Eleanor Berkowitz. She's a PhD epidemiologist with uh, expertise in kind of uh, infectious disease at the local and national level with the CDC. She talked through a variety of different things uh, about 15 days ago that are still very applicable today. If you can't find hand sanitizer, you can still just grab soap. Soap blows up the, the disease on, on impact on touch. So just putting a little bit of soap without even water and just rubbing that around is uh, something that you might be able to scrounge up in, um, you know, in a Walmart if you're able to kind of pull over and find that in, in certain places where trucks can pull in their big tractors. Yeah, I think we just I, I've seen that there's this viral YouTube video that kind of shows what the soap does to this virus first hand sanitizer and soap. I mean, it's a little less convenient because you have to wash it off and everything and do it for 25 seconds. But it seemed to be much more effective than actual hand sanitizer destroying the outside. I guess it's like the lipid or the, the fat layer that keeps the uh, the coronavirus together. 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's exactly right. The lipid layer. That's And she goes into detail a little bit about that on the podcast. So, yeah, just trying to help drivers think through their different unique challenges and provide them with free resources. Uh, put it out there, the SBA kind of, um, you know, documents for all the owner ops and small fleets out there because, you know, money's going to go quickly. I think that it might get re- replenished. Um, the government has talked about replenishing and re-upping that $350 billion, but uh, it's definitely moving, and, and that's definitely a, a helpful crutch to get through this. Because, like I said, this is a, a tale of multiple, a, a story of multiple tales, I guess, where there's some people who are in boom times and other people who are completely washed out right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we're hearing as well. And it's and it's really nice that you're putting out this information. It's very helpful because, you know, we talk to we're talking to truck drivers all the time. We were talking about how inconsistency they don't not sure what to do if they become ill, that type of thing. And, and people are starting to come up. I mean, they're, they're stepping up to the plate and bringing that air. And it's nice to see that you guys are doing that. So but through your network of truckers, are you hearing what are you hearing from the, the truckers and how the crisis is impacting them directly? Have you got any stories to share with us? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know, there's a variety of different stories to share out there. You know, it's this, this is going to have a long and lasting impact. It's definitely not going to be a V-shaped recovery. You know, here's an example of a guy that's uh, hauling some produce from kind of a, the Midwest to the, the Northeast. And, um, you know, where they run out of this particular commodity, they, they kind of run out usually in August. And then this guy kind of is a seasonal worker that moves on to something else. There's been such a high demand on this type of a commodity. They're going to be out by May. And then you're going to have a seasonal, you know, unemployed trucker uh, three months earlier than they were expecting. And so the bullwhip effect of this demand is going to not only see huge spikes and then cause earlier layoffs, but then also complete, like I think you were talking about, spot rate cliffs where it's just going to go to zero. Once everybody gets enough toilet paper, it's not going to spoil, right? So you're not going to need toilet paper for three years after you've bought this right. Yeah, you know, I was talking to to, to to Vincent over here and to Harrison, one of our production guys, that I go on Amazon and I just periodically check toilet paper and it, it'll tease you. You'll see like Charmin or something there and I click on it and it's like, buy it now, but it, it vanishes. You just can't buy it. It's you got It's like shopping for, I don't know, like a Nintendo Switch during Christmas or something or a Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah, I mean, the data on it is, is wild right now. You just kind of can't trust it. If you're not there in the flesh, then I don't think you're going to get your hands on it. I'll tell you where you can find it. Where? I found seven pallets of it in the aisle at Home Depot Saturday morning. Did you? I did. Next time, can you do a, a brother a solid and just get him a, a rack? <laughs> I was going to get him to throw, <laughs> throw a pallet on the back of my truck. But. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, JT Peters, how do people uh, reach out? How do they learn more? How do they download this app and all that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah. Um, they can find it on truckdriverpower.com. But uh, also, if you just went to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, you can type truck driver power or tdp uh and you can find us there we're on facebook twitter instagram linkedin all is truckdriverpower.com uh one real quick thing before i jump i wanted to kind of share uh if i if i may my tidbit on working remotely uh that i think uh you kind of asked your previous guest haley evans about um yeah. if there's time i'd love to kind of give one little tidbit on that yeah Bring awesome it. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people are talking about the uh, the video uh, conferencing and a lot of different options for that. But I think ultimately what ends up happening is you do fall back to email and you fall back to just traditional typing and texting. And uh, one, one really, my company's been remote from the get-go. We've been a digital kind of virtual company from the start. 
And one of the things early on that we found to be very beneficial in this kind of an environment is when you're talking with somebody and you're working through a problem is you want to give that person in your, in your organization, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because the written word can be taken uh, kind of out of context in a weird way. And um, you kind of want to read something, read it again and then say, okay, they could have meant it this way. I got all worked up about it this other way, but if I give them the benefit of the doubt, I'm probably not going to get worked up anymore. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Don't read your own emotions or tone into the text. And that is a, that's something that can happen in, uh, in Slack or email very, very Absolutely. easily or, or text. Yep. Yeah, give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not being gay holes. <laughs> don't, don't get into an argument through email because you may be arguing with nothing. <sighs> I know. And then you're leaving a paper trail of your, yeah, you your stupidity if you're being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, JT Peters, thank you very much for joining us, man. Dooner, the dude. Have a great day. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. What he's doing, what everyone's doing for Thank a Trucker is a big deal. And now it is time for Emily Zink for a little big deal, little deal. Big deal, big little deal. deal. Little deal. Big deal. Little deal. <laughs> Here she comes. Sweet. Here she comes. <laughs> hey, Emily. We'll have to get you one more hello into the microphone. Hello, yes. yes. Hello. So everyone at home could hear. Yes, yes of there course. We Sweet. Go. Well, I like the setup. We're yeah. all very spread out, we social are. distancing. We are. Got rid of that couch. Yeah, we're not sitting by each other on the couch. We are good. Yes, so, we, got, yes. we got some space. We got some space. Yeah. Well, Vincent, it is your turn to uh, start today. Yes. All right. Okay. According to FTR, only 7,400 new orders for Class A trucks were placed in the month of March, the lowest monthly total since 2010. Is this a big deal or a little deal? Well, <laughs> this segment right now, this segment like drives me crazy because it's, I hate to say that something's a little deal no matter yeah. what because the times just feels bad, yeah. right? But it's in the context of, of it's, in yeah. the, it's in the context of, of what it is. It, it, it comes back. I think that I think uh, uh, I would say it's a not a big deal. It's a little. I deal. mean, it, it's a little deal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sucks for them because it, it's down and the production is down and the demand is down. But it's going to come back eventually. I think what is going to happen, right, is prices and used would go up as companies are not replacing as many as they as they normally would. Makes sense. When this comes back, Junior, what do you think? Like he mentioned, I mean, it's uh, in the context of the of this game and in the context of what's going on in. In the world, I, I think it's, I have to agree with him. It's it's a pretty little deal. We knew this was coming. Is anybody surprised? No, nope. not nope. nobody's surprised at all. Mm. There's there's literally nothing surprising at all about this news. Yes, it does suck for the people on that side of the business, but it sucks for everybody on almost every side of the yeah. business right now. And this is just a another thing. It is unfortunately. This one's interesting. States may allow food trucks to operate at rest areas to help feed truck drivers during the COVID-19 crisis. Hell yeah. Dinner. Big deal, little deal. Hell big, yeah, I think that's a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> I mean, is there a better use case for a food truck than, than this situation here? They are well more equipped to dealing with, with serving truckers and, and even serving people who have to travel for whatever reason than it is to go inside of a restaurant. So I think it's, it's a huge deal. I mean, I think that you have to have some regulations, like maybe only one person inside of a, a food truck. It's a very enclosed environment. Yes. You definitely wouldn't want a bunch of sick people getting in there. I personally am a little uncomfortable eating out uh, ever since this this story broke. But yeah. these drivers, th you have to. You want a hot meal. I think and these food trucks, they're, where are they going to operate? All the parks everywhere are shut down. So keep your truck moving. Keep their trucks moving and head to the rest stop. Yeah, let fabulous. them the hell in. I think it's a big deal, and I hope it's one of those things that stick because yeah. I'd rather go there than get a roller dog. 
Exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Because I'm still confused when... I was it Ingrid who told us to take the one from the back or the front or oh, something? Oh, yeah. And like, I, I still don't understand. A, I forget which one because it was placed on there yeah, most recently. Yeah, I forget sure if it's front if they, or back. If it's FIFO or life, I don't know. <laughs> like how you do with like bread and milk yeah. at the grocery <laughs> yeah. store. If you I'm not 100% sure. So, but those yeah. at least have the expiration date on them. Hot dogs <laughs> do. do not. They do. Well, you buy the wrinkles on a hot dog is how well, you Well, they don't really expire, <laughs> though. I mean... <laughs> Do the gas station hot dogs really expire that often? Uh, probably not. I, I, depends. <laughs> well, here's, a, here's not, another good thing. Truck Park has added a telemedicine resource within its parking truck parking app, giving drivers access to doctors via text message or video conferencing. Vincent, big deal or little deal? I think it's a big deal. I think it's a really big deal. They're giving it. They're giving them the access for free, right? From mm-hmm. what I read, and it's like a fifty dollar a month yeah, deal or something yeah, like that that you would normally have. And now they park. can have uh, uh, virtual doctor's office appointments to yeah. go through how they're feeling, what's going on. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Big deal. What do you think, Dooner? Yeah, I hate to agree with him on every one of these, but again, it's a big deal. And the reason I have to is in a situation like this, we do talk to so many of the truckers and we hear their concerns and they don't know what they're supposed to do while they're, they're driving. So to me, who's that close to this, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, these are confusing times. I don't know where to get a test or all those kind of things. And I can imagine, and I'm in my own town. Yeah. Like if there was drier, yeah. I probably should ask Jonathan, but, but I'm in my, um, if I'm in my uh, own town. Or if I'm in some other town, someone else's town, how am I going to know where to go and see a doctor or where they're even available or if it makes sense for yeah. me to go to a hospital or if my symptoms are what they are? So, yes. Yeah, Hell a yeah. lot of these drivers are being told, well, if you think you have symptoms, self-isolate in your truck for two weeks. Well, self-isolating by yourself for two weeks, wondering, do I have coronavirus or not? That could even, I mean, it's a lonely business as it is. Think about how much more concerned you would be sitting in your truck wondering for two weeks straight. So this way, you pull up the video chat on your phone and you could get some answers right, right away, which, yep. which is fabulous. Well, COVID-19 has changed the business landscape. A lot of people learned how to use Zoom, including the logistics industry. Is this a big deal or a little deal, Dooner? I think that, it go, I mean, in logistics, it's, it's going to change a lot of things. We've touched on it multiple times. We're talking about how supply chains were sort of optimized for normal times, and we're seeing the pinch that that has caused and the changes that has caused, people reacting very quickly. Um, but at the same time, it's very... I, the changes are... What's going to be exciting about this is... I think the the communicative things, right, in terms of, like, the digital networking that is going on and um, what it might even do to retail office space. We're going to have more and more people working from home as offices realize, well, why are we wasting all this money paying for this roof over our head when we've just been as productive or even more productive yeah, with our home, people yeah. remote? I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of sales teams and stories of sales teams doing much better now that they're remote than that they're in the office. And I yeah. think it's because, the, yeah, these salespeople, and look, it's, a unique, it's hard to use that data and say, well, this is the always data because we're all stuck in a very unique time. But I think that for a lot of salespeople, and I'm a, I've been a salesperson before, like working from home, you can put a lot of that focus in there if you're a good and disciplined salesperson. Yeah. I agree with what your, your sentiments on the on the sales teams, et, et cetera. I think as far as these lasting changes, unfortunately, I think it's going to come out to be a little deal. Yeah, yeah, that's your yeah. Yeah, that I makes mean, sense. I don't have a ba- there's I don't have a whole lot of faith in the uh, American public of remembering what happened two weeks ago. It's true, and, and I mean, you just look at when we were talking about uh, I, I don't know. There was an article a few weeks ago about uh, General Motors uh, looking at uh, still doing internal combustion engines and and like pushing back the electric vehicles. I mean, we, how many times have we been through that cycle? A lot. Yeah. A lot. 
and and hopefully a lot of innovation and 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 collaboration and the transparency, et cetera, and the respect for the drivers continues and those efficiencies are done because they have to be done. Yeah. But when things are great, we tend to lose sight of those things. Yeah. Yeah, we go back to what's easiest. Yeah. So we're very re- reflexive, right? We, yeah. Uh, and, and very uh, elasticy. Yeah. We, I mean, we we stick back, and we've seen this like in China, for example. The second they they lift the quarantine order, you're seeing people in mass on the Great Wall of China, you know. And here, the, you open the beaches back up, you get people all over the beaches. Um, and it's it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens a couple weeks after this coming weekend with Easter. If, if people start gathering in mass, there could be. Huge pockets of outbreaks in areas where there previously hadn't been them. I hope everyone stays safe and is and is smart about um, how they're handling all this. Yeah, we're just hitting we're just hitting our what they call it our Pearl Harbor week. Yeah, Pearl no, Harbor. That's scary. What could what, happen yeah, this coming weekend? It's incredibly yeah. scary. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah, it's very yeah good advice there. Well, according to the CEO of Cold Chain Solutions, his company has seen a drastic spike in imports from Mexico of Oreo and Chips Ahoy cookies, chocolates. And cheese it crackers. While frozen foods and snacks are way up, produce imports have stayed the same with many restaurants, as we know, being closed right now. Vincent, is this a big deal or a little deal? <laughs> I think if we start to have like a shortage of Oreo cookies, it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> yeah. At least for me, it is. I love you Oreos. like Oreos? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's a little deal. I mean, I mean, it, it, the dynamics have changed and it says it right in it. It, it. The dynamics have changed because a lot of restaurants have shut down. Yeah. So that, that demand is down. The others are non-perishable. And you got a ton of kids staying at home. Yep. And throw them some cookies and Cheez-Its and watch SpongeBob and let me, <laughs> let me, let me sell them. I know the Vincent household <laughs> is not like that. It's <laughs> no, a little it more is. structured. It is not. I like how he's blaming the kids. He's like, yeah, it's the kids <laughs> are eating the Chips Ahoy and the Oreos here. I it isn't. They're comfort foods. They're easy to buy. They're there. And, 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 and there's less snacks. demand for the produce yeah. and stuff because of the restaurant. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's where that COVID-19 pounds comes from, right? <laughs> you're eating all those chips ahoy. You got a comfort eat. You got a depression eat. You're just stuck in the house. Like, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing to do. Like, I work six days a week. I'm, yeah. out of, I'm out of the house. I mean, I'm here, only here or at home. Yeah. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great breakup that may be changing soon. But it's amazing that, I've, uh, that I'm able to uh, sort of break things up. But I'm, I'm home yeah. just yesterday. And I'm going crazy. Yeah. And it's only, it's only one day. One day of the whole week. And you yeah. Know yeah. But I think, I mean, in terms of like, in terms of what people are eating and health and all those things, a lot of like stuff with fresh food and things are going out the window. So I don't know, just be, just be mindful of, of your weight and health. During all this, right? Amen. Well, you know what I found very interesting? Panera Bread across the street, they are now doing grocery delivery because they have an excess because people are not going in there to buy food. Oh, is that right? Gallons of milk there. They have hundreds of avocados, berries, all the things that they would normally use, they cannot use. It's just sitting in their fridge. So they're now doing grocery delivery, which I found really interesting but it's a good way that because think about how much food is going to go to waste if they don't sell it so it's pretty yeah. pretty interesting they just started yeah. that today so panera cares i mean panera they have a program called panera cares yeah. in, in boston they used to have in other places too but in boston i think was the last one to shut down 
they had a uh, like pay what you could afford yes. for a lot of their foods to mm-hmm. help feed the homeless and to help feed people. They know there's a lot of waste going on when you're dealing with fresh bread and they those kind of things. Deal, yeah, donate the bread to the homeless shelters. Their, yeah. C- their CEO is very open about yep. things. He was open about it when they had to cancel that, and he's been very open on sites like LinkedIn. So I have a lot of respect for Panera and what they're doing, and yeah. I think that that's a smart move and a well-run company. Yeah, I, I really think it is, and I hope more places and, do that. So and I keep don't. pointing that way because there's one across the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Dooner, this is the most 2020 headline of all times. A tiger at the Bronx Zoo named Nadia is the first known animal in the United States to test positive for COVID-19. Big deal or little deal? Uh, it's a big deal. I mean, th- this started being an animal, right? At those, it supposedly through a bat at those wet uh, markets in China. And if it can inf- uh, infect cats, what other animals can in- infect? Like, how did the tiger contract this? And it now is it much animal, easier to... It was a trainer at the zoo, supposedly. They can get had, it from people. Yeah. So, so now we have now, to... Yeah. We can give our pets this stuff, too, for being out. Well, not dogs. Are you sure? Yes. Well, how do they know, though? Like, Well, the World Health Organization said that dogs cannot get COVID-19. So hopefully that's still true. I... I, I told you dogs were better. Yeah. yeah. So you're not worried about any yet? I'm not worried about my dog because, uh, <laughs> I mean, they came out and said that dogs can't get it. So if they came back out and said, they, they said wait, they, wait, we're wrong, and he's not leaving the house. Neither are you. <laughs> no, I'm not either. So, so I, wow. Uh, big I, deal. I, yeah. You already yeah. gave yours, right? Yeah. I, yeah I'm you just saying, big yes, deal. It's a huge deal. It's a huge, I deal. Think it's it's a a huge deal, too. I mean, the feline can get it, right? Yeah. So now you have people who have indoor, outdoor cats. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. I thought it was a big deal before when I thought, okay, animals. Now you got to quarantine yourself from your dog. But now thinking about you know the fact, I mean, there's there's my neighbor has you know yeah. my neighborhood yeah. has people who have cats that roam around and go back and yeah, spread it anywhere. Now here's the thing: can it can it then return spread it to a human? Can you That's catch? What I wonder. I don't know. If coronavirus this, cat. If this cat is already spread it to then. It, You'd think that this cat would have, this tiger in the Brock Zoo would have spread it to other tigers already. And then does that spread to, yeah, I wonder. They were saying that the reason they tested this cat is a, a, a number of the cats are having respiratory issues. So that's why, so that that's what even tipped it, yeah. them off. Yeah. Wow. And they're like, well, maybe this thing well, is this, corona. Yeah, this will be a story to watch, but it's crazy because tigers have been in the headlines for so long because of the Tiger King. No, I know. The show on Netflix, and then <laughs> it, it just in New York. happens to be Carol did a it. tiger at the New York Zoo. So that's why I thought it was the most 2020 headline of all time. The year time. of the tiger. Yes, it really is the year of the tiger. <laughs> it is. Well, access has been blocked to the Walnut Street Bridge, that's here in Chattanooga, and nearly all other public and private gathering areas in our city are now officially closed. We have a shelter in place order right now. Vincent, big deal or little deal for the town? Uh, I, I, well, it's a big deal for those people who that's where they get away from. Yeah. Th- that's how they get out. I, I, I live out in Middle Valley. I, I've got a backyard. I get out. I can do things around a house. If that's your, your place to go, that really sucks. It's, so I, I think it's a big deal for the population, for the, your mentality, but it's also, we got to do it, I guess. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate. I mean, it, it's sad seeing it take so long for so many areas to to react, especially when you're just going to go ahead and do it anyway. And then you're seeing all these towns, like how, like how much blood do you need on the street before you go, okay, all right, it's not safe to be out here. We're seeing what this virus can do in every single community that it penetrates. So yes, close the damn bridge down. I mean, it does suck. It does suck. These are unprecedented times though. And no, it doesn't suck. 
not having yourself or a family member on, on a ventilator or in a hospital. Yeah. So if you're getting upset or depressed at home, just, just also think about, hey, I'm still safe. I'm still healthy. If you're working, you're, 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 still, you're still working. working. Yeah. You still have a job. If you don't, the world's going to recover and exactly. it's going to recover even better the yes. more people stay indoors. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's so, I guess, big deal in yeah. the sense that they, it needed to be done. They have police officers sitting out by the bridge just to make sure no one goes on it. But it, it really and a lot of citizens of towns who do not have shelter in place orders are calling on the governors, the mayors, please put these shelter in place orders into effect. Omaha, Nebraska, where Warner Trucking is based out of. They have not done anything. I mean, they're saying gatherings of 10 or more, they can't do anything. But Governor Pete Ricketts, he just, he says, you know, we're, we're not like the rest of the country. We're not on the same curve. So I, I don't see it being necessary yeah, yeah, at the moment. The curve hasn't hit him yet is why. Exactly. Exactly. And so a lot of people are saying, just close the city down. Close the towns down. Yeah, and Stop the curve from yeah. coming. Close it down now. Exactly. So you, you don't, you usually don't hear people saying, open the town back up, open the town back up. You hear people saying, why have we not closed our town down? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you're, you're one of those people who's like, it's, they still don't believe in this yeah. thing. I mean, at, at, what, at, at what point do you, do you believe in it? I don't know. I really don't know. But you made a very good point. A LinkedIn post is going around where someone says, I, I may be at home, but I still have my health. I still have my yeah. family. I still have my job. If you do still have your job, I still have food in the fridge. And so for a lot of people, they may not have those things, but most of us, we do. We have those things. And it is hard to stay at home, but... Just think about what staying at home is going to accomplish. Yeah, at the moment, we're still just inconvenienced. Yeah. I mean, networks are text. But, at, for example, Whole Foods. Like, it was really hard to get a grocery appointment over the weekend. But I kept checking, and eventually a Whole Foods a delivery yeah. a grocery appointment opened up. You know, so you can still get these things. You can yeah. still get these things to survive. And, uh, well, inconvenient, I mean, it's a lot more convenient than having... I mean, what horrifies me about this is the stories you hear about someone's relative getting it going into the ICU and then you never getting to see them again yeah, because they're infectious. Yep. They're not allowed to have a phone. You can't even FaceTime and say no. goodbye. Like that is, that is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it is a nightmare. And, was, and you mentioned, Hey, if you're home and you're stuck at home and you have food and you have your job and you get bored because you don't know what you're, because it's driving mad. Think about the people who don't have that and figure exactly. out, figure out how to help them. Exactly. I like That'll it. That'll relieve your boredom. I like it. Figure out how to get involved to help those people don't have those things. That's a good point. I really like that, yeah. Yeah, and if you're eating too, too, you'd never make it as an astronaut. <laughs> like, you can't even leave the International <laughs> Space Station, right? No, you can't. You never I'm, make it at NASA. I know. Hopefully they launch back up, too, because we, we were invited yeah, we to we were go, invited right? to the launch, yes. So we've got some friends at NASA. That'd be sweet. So. Yeah, so, Emily, cool. some changes are around here in terms of when shows are being broadcast. Yes. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. Fill everybody in on what's going on in Freightways TV so, and what will be different this week. Obviously, you're watching right now. You started watching earlier in your day, maybe eating your lunch or eating your Cheez-Its while you're watching. Um, all of our <laughs> Oreos. shows. Yeah. Oreos. So, Oreos. Yeah, that's the way to go. Chips, I like Chips Ahoy. So Mondays and Fridays, they will be, uh, what the truck will be at noon now. So we had two different times. We had Mondays, it was at two. Fridays, it was at one. Now, you don't have to worry about remembering what day it is or what time it is because we can't even remember what day of the week it is right yeah, now. right. So just remember... Noon. Turn on your TV at noon because you're going to see something live every single day of the week at noon. So Mondays, it will be what? The truck Tuesdays. It will be the coronavirus freight market update. 
Wednesday, it will be what it... Oh, put, put that, that coffee, coffee down. down, yeah. Of course. Put that coffee down. Thursday, another coronavirus freight market update. And then Friday, we have What the Truck again at noon. So always, if you're sitting there eating your lunch or making calls, make sure you watch us, interact. We love seeing the comments on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then the other shows will stay the same, but the big change is What the Truck is now Is there a show on noon. Thursdays at 4? It is. It's called Freight Forecasting yeah. with Michael Vincent. I thought I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty good show. <laughs> it, it's, it went so I believe uh, is four live now, Wednesday. right? Yep. yep. But it's also live too. Yeah, it is. is it we used four to, o'clock Wednesday's live, right? There's it a peek behind the curtain. We used to film it. We always filmed it around four o'clock, but then we used to air it around seven. seven. But we've been seeing all the interaction we've getting when LinkedIn, especially when LinkedIn Live works, unlike today. But when it does, there's been yeah. so much interaction with stuff because people yeah. are uh, are it's captive. A, it's a community. I, a lady made a comment the other day about saying that this was giving her something to do, and she appreciated almost feeling like the quote unquote human contact. Yeah, sure. It is. It's socializing. What pe- it's what people need. They need to socialize, even though we're doing it through computer screens. This is this is a great place to be. So. Yeah, guys. Well. Let's take it home for you. There we go. Thank you so much for joining us on Monday edition of What the Truck. You can follow me at Timothy Duner, that's D-O-O-N-E-R, at... Emily Zink, it's S-Z-I-N-K. Vincent the Dude. Or Michael Vincent on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the guy you catch on a show we call What the Truck. Never stay safe out there. Be healthy. Let's have a great week. Thank you, trucker. If you're bored, go back to lunches, man. Go bring him down. Bring him to rest stops. Take them down to a truck stop. You can just drop a bag on the ground. You don't even have to interact with anybody. Just shake no hands. That's right. Just keep yourself busy. That's it. You'll make it. We will too. Peace. Peace and love.